sharing the sounds of Memphis, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan, marking our 20th year of broadcast. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Bill Street Caravan is provided by the AutoZone Corporation. AutoZone, parts are just part of what we do. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Cubbins, and this week on Bill Street Caravan, we feature Jerron Blind Boy Paxton. We'll have a special guest with us as former Bill Street Caravan host and producer, Darren Dorton, stops in to catch up with us. Contributor John Paul Keith will be back to continue his series, Something on the Side. That's all coming up right now on Beale Street Caravan. Jerron Blind Boy Paxton is one of the finest traditional artists to hit the scene in memory. His music evokes the stripped-down feel of the 20s and 30s back when ragtime, jazz, and blues combined in countless shifting ways and forms to spread the emotional and spiritual vernacular of the American South. In fact, it's hard not to be instantly transported to bustling 1920s Beale Street when Jerron plays. This performance was captured at the Ozark Folk Center in Mountain View, Arkansas, which is unusual for us, but it'll make sense after the break because former longtime Beale Street Caravan host and producer Darren Dorton He'll be with us to talk about the Folk Center and his vision for the music there. For now, though, here is Jerron Blind Boy Paxton live on Beale Street Caravan. Tastes like cherry wine, I mean, cherry wine. Oh, that Michigan water tastes like cherry wine. Now, that Mississippi water tastes like serpentine. Michigan, baby, they drawing tears. Water in Lafayette been that way for years Oh, that Michigan water tastes like cherry wine But that water from that Mississippi tastes like turpentine My gal in Mississippi got mud in her shoes I'm in Louisiana with them high water blues Got that Michigan water 
to the dope. What you waiting for? It's all there is. Ain't no more blues. What you wait? Why don't you just go home about now? I'm not bad on looks, according to Mark. Got good marks in Sunday school, but I'm just a dummy in a vestibule. I don't, don't you dare to squeeze. What are your intentions, please, blues? It ain't none of your business what my intentions are. A little pinch on the arm wouldn't do no harm, but they refuse. They say they bruise. Fellas get more with coffee and cake. Then I give it champagne and porterhouse steak. Oh, I got to take them to the door. What are you waiting for? That's all there is. There ain't no more blue. Oh, no, no, that ain't Excuse me, the county may be dry. The people making the whiskey never looked into that. The county may be dry, but the liquor is definitely tax-free. Thank you. 
whiskey when I'm dry, a greenback when I'm part up, and religion when I die. I'll bang on that counter, make the glass ring more brandy, more brandy, more brandy to bring Listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan, celebrating our 20th year of broadcast. Here's more from Jerron Blonde Boy Paxton, live on Bill Street Caravan. Somebody said, You cannot be sad when a banjo is playing. I took that as a challenge. children raised them right. They say if you bring your children up right, they'll help carry you out of this world right. This song's about a boy who didn't fall into that category. Thank you. 
not long that poor old man did live but soon joined his old bride and in a quiet churchyard they sleep inside by side one day over their grave we seen that dead son needs the tree and mournfully i thought i heard these words for on the breeze Until morn, you done made your poor old father curse. And the day that you were born, you wish you never served him so in both the day and my land. When your own children strike you like you struck your poor old dad. My language is rough, my 
bread is corn dodgers, both solid and tough. But happy am I. I'm living at ease on sorghum molasses, sour belly and cheese. How happy am I when I go to bed, a little rattlesnake whistling a tune by my head. And then get a little old centipede without any fear, or crawl over my pillow and into my County, farewell to the west. I'm going back east to the one I love best. I'm going back there to marry me a wife and quit these corn dodgers for the rest of my life. To all you claim holders, I hope you will stay and endure your heartaches until you're wrinkled and was Jerron Blonde Boy Paxton, live on Bill Street Caravan. We'll be back with more from Jerron in just a few minutes, but right now we're going to turn it over to Bill Street Caravan contributor, John Paul Keith. Hi, John Paul Keith here with Something on the Side. Each week we take a look at one of Memphis's many unsung sidemen and women, the behind-the-scenes players who helped create the Memphis sound. One of the unique things about Memphis music has always been its eclecticism. There's really no such thing as genre in Memphis music. Country mixes with blues, soul mixes with rock and roll, top 40 mixes with the avant-garde. But the story of Memphis music is not only about breaking down musical barriers, it's also about breaking down racial barriers. For an example of that, we can take a look at the curious case of Rhodes, Chalmers, and Rhodes. 
Donna and Sandra Rhodes were sisters from a musical Arkansas family. Their parents were Dusty and Dot Rhodes, a hillbilly act who recorded for the first great Memphis label, Sun Records. Dusty was also in another Sun recording act with his brother, Slim Rhodes, and his Mountaineers. In other words, the Rhodes family were there at the dawn of the Memphis recording business and of rock and roll. Under the helm of its founder, the visionary Sam Phillips, Sun Records was the archetype of the Maverick Memphis indie label, recording both black and white artists and defying all boundaries of genre and style. The Rhodes family was there from the beginning and had their own local TV show, which aired until 1975. In the mid-1960s, Donna and Sandra went out on their own as the Lonesome Rhodes, a rare sister act in the long tradition of sibling close harmony in country music like the Delmore, Leuven, and Everly Brothers. They got some work under their belt singing backup for other artists as well, including the great Skeeter Davis, appearing on Nashville's Ralph Emery Show. One of the many rockabilly labels that sprang up in the wake of Sun was called High Records, home to the Bill Black combo instrumental hits. But over the years, High moved away from rock and roll and hillbilly music and towards rhythm and blues, under the stewardship of producer and bandleader Willie Mitchell. Working out of Royal Studio, Willie Mitchell crafted an unmistakable, sophisticated soul sound, utilizing his house band, High Rhythm. One day in 1971, Donna and Sandy Rhodes were working at Royal, singing backup on a session for one of High's rhythm and blues artists. Also on the session that day was the saxophonist Charlie Chalmers. Hearing the girls work out their harmonies on the song, Charlie suggested they needed a third part and went out to the mic and sang it with them. The artist whose song they were singing was Al Green, and the song was Let's Stay Together, and the rest is history. The group went on to call themselves Rhodes, Chalmers, and Rhodes, and sang on many more high records classics. Most people might never guess that the singers providing the soulful harmonies on Al Green's biggest hits were in fact a white country act and a saxophonist. But that's the kind of surprise you find throughout the history of Memphis music. The Rhodes sisters each went on to their own solo careers in the 1970s, always keeping up with the times and updating their sound. In 1973, Sandra forayed into disco with the sultry Where's Your Love Been, which was recorded, surprisingly enough, at Sun Studio. Charlie Chalmers has led a successful career as a producer, writer, and musician, both in Memphis, Muscle Shoals, and elsewhere, working with artists like Aretha Franklin, Wilson Pickett, Etta James, and Clarence Carter. Rhodes, Traumas, and Rhodes were also active in the Miami recording scene at Criteria Studio, where they worked with acts like the Bee Gees. Today, the Rhodes show, Live, is still going strong in their native Arkansas, and Charlie Chalmers has a recording studio in Branson, Missouri. During their years in Memphis, this deeply musical family left a lasting influence on the sound of Memphis, a sound still heard around the world. For Beale Street Caravan, this is John Paul Keith. Thanks for listening. We want to remind our listeners you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. You can also keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We have to take a quick break for local announcements, but stick around. There's a lot more music to come. You're listening to The Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan.
AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and this week we're featuring Jerron Blind Boy Paxton. Jerron is a multi-instrumentalist. Every instrument you hear in this performance, it's all him. Violin, piano, harmonica, banjo, guitar. His album is called Recorded Music for Your Entertainment, and it's available through Jerron's own Blind Boy Records. Earlier we mentioned that this performance was captured at the Ozark Folk Center. That's about three hours from Memphis, and that's quite outside of our normal way of operating. But there's a great reason we did this. This being our 20th anniversary season, we've been trying to bring longtime Bill Street Caravan host and producer Darren Dorton back on the air to catch up with us. And guess what Darren happens to be doing these days? We're happy to report that he's back on the public radio airwaves and working on a new production for, well, you guessed it, the Ozark Folk Center. He stopped by our studio the other day, and here's what he had to say. Pat Mitchell Worley here with a very special guest today, Mr. Darren Dorton. Howdy, Pat. How you doing? Man, I'm great. For anyone who's listened to Bill Street Caravan for years, Darren and I co-hosted after the first two seasons. Post Memphis Horns, post Joyce Cobb, Sam the Sham. Yes. You were not only um, associate producer for the show, you were also a musician. You played drums. Correct. And... You were playing with Jimbo Mathis, with Alvin Hart. I love Memphis. I mean, I was here for almost 20 years. I live uh, in Mountain View right now, which uh, is about three hours away from here. I love uh, living in Arkansas. It's a rural Stone County. However, I love coming back to Memphis. Since you left Memphis, you've stayed in radio. I have stayed in radio, although it wasn't the goal when I moved to Mountain View. Right now, I'm the music director at the Ozark Folk Center in Mountain View, Arkansas. It's a 1,000-seat venue. It's a state park, and we do nightly shows there, Wednesday through Saturday, April through October. One of the new things we're doing and why... I'm here visiting with you as we're also syndicating a program now called Ozark Highlands Radio. And shockingly, it's a very similar format to Beale Street Caravan. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, Memphis, Mississippi Delta, um, Mississippi Hill Country. Then you've got the Arkansas Delta. You know, there's a blues thread that runs through all of it. But where you are is a little further north. And the music changes. And so what? what's the difference? So, yeah, I'm in the Ozarks, uh, north-central part of Arkansas. Uh, the musical tradition and heritage there is very European, very Scottish, based on fiddle music. The Ozarks, uh, Stone County, and the area where I'm living now were very, very isolated for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas here, you had... Lots of different technology and people cultural. coming through. Yeah, yeah. Just to give you an example, a lot of folks didn't even have radios uh, up until the mid '40s uh, and early '50s. Music was passed uh, along really through communities, through families. Those traditions and those styles, for the longest time, remained true. Here in Memphis, there were people coming from New Orleans up to Memphis, to St. Louis, Chicago, and going back and forth. Then you look at the communities that were like a hop, skip, and a jump away, North Mississippi, a place like Helena, 
And people came to Memphis to buy supplies and things like that. So there was always this influx. So I can't imagine what our music would sound like without the influence of all of these external forces. Well, it might sound like what you hear in the Ozarks to, some, <laughs> to, to a certain extent. You can imagine if you were out in the hills in the early 20s and somebody brought a bass drum by and a tuba, you, yeah. were, you were probably pretty stoked. Yeah. Like, we got a bass drum and a tuba. Let's see what this we can new. do. Let's see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there were old little backwater places where folks would come and play blues and, you know, people on the riverboats, they get up that far bringing in supplies. It happened, but it's something that wasn't a big part of the culture and not everybody necessarily talks about it. It's kind of one of those things. Oh, dad used to go out back uh, with his buddies when mom would go to bed. And that's where folks played blues uh, in the Ozarks. It was one of those things where they kind of wait and did it after hours and it was kind of behind the scenes. So there was a, that influence up there, but you honestly, you really don't hear it much at all in the music. I'm curious if the center does an, any kind of education piece since you've got all these musicians coming through. We do. One of the big things that happens, not directly uh, with the Ozark Folk Center, but it's more of a partnership with the Folk Center, uh, Stone County Schools, uh, and also a philanthropic arm called the Committee of 100, uh, a really great program called Music Roots. Basically, it's fifth grade on in the Stone County school system. Kids can elect uh, as part of their regular class schedule to take a folk music instrument class. So guitar, fiddle, banjo, auto harp. Uh, and boy, you want to talk about a great way to keep the music and the traditions of the area alive. It's very popular. There's probably anywhere from 150 to 200 kids who take advantage of those courses each year. Uh, many of them go on to become very, very accomplished musicians. And from my perspective as a venue operator, it's great to have a constant sort of minor league supply of, of musicians. musicians. And that's been a big draw for folks to come not only to Mountain View, but the Ozark Folk Center State Park to get a get that kind of experience. That just makes me think of how exciting it is to have a program that is as specific because it recognizes the relationship between the culture and really for the students to have the ability to understand who they are and how important that sense of place is, that that program is doing all those things. But I can't imagine without the center there that you guys provide sort of the foundation for that programming because you get to reinforce it. They get to come to the shows. You've got younger audiences coming to see the bands. It makes it legit. I mean, there's no two ways about it. It's one thing to do it in a classroom setting. It's one thing to do it uh, at, at, I mentioned, you know, jamming out in the court square or something like that. But when all of a sudden you're on stage with the lights, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, you know, the music roots. We have a group called Possum Juice, for example, <laughs> which they, Really doesn't sound too good. No, does it, it doesn't. <laughs> but that that's one example of some kids who started out in grade school, seventh and eighth grade. Now they're juniors, sophomores in high school, and they're regular performers. Uh, mm. And they're just some amazing, really amazing musicians. And you mentioned the the history and the tradition and the culture. That's what makes it work. Yeah. In Mountain View, that's what makes it work at Stax and Helena and all the other places where Blues in the Schools and other programs have been. 
it's part of the community. It's part of the history. So you've got these young listeners and their ears are open and they're hearing so many sounds and then you're bringing in artists that are even adding to the sounds that they're used to hearing and how the instruments are used, I guess. It's a good way. Yeah, yeah. That's legitimate. And Jerron Paxton uh, is a great example of a young musician in his early 20s who's bridged the gap. And first of all, he's amazing. Amazing musician. Piano, fiddle. Uh, harmonica, ukulele, piano, bones. I mean, you name it, he plays it. And I was really excited to learn of him because here was a guy, a young black man playing traditional old-time music that I was had been exposed to at the Folk Center. Uh, some of the songs like Soldier's Joy or Old Joe, tunes that people played there. Well, now I'm hearing this guy do them in a style that hasn't been homogenized, that hasn't had the phrasing change too terribly much, still has a lot of the original soul and feel to it. And he's doing these songs, and I was like, wow, we need to bring this guy here. Mm-hmm. And so he came to the Folk Center for the first time about a year or so ago, came in with a gutless, gut-string banjo, and came in with a fiddle, is playing all these old songs that people knew at the Folk Center, but he was doing them like you would have heard them 100 years ago. (laughs) And people absolutely loved it. He's one of these artists that can bring the musical styles of our region as a whole together. He does it, and he does it better than anybody else. Well, this is exciting to partner with you. And for Bill Street Caravan, it's a great way to explore the region, and to talk more about all of this great roots music that's coming from our area. So this is going to be a fabulous show. Thank you, Darren Dorton, for coming in and chatting with me. Pat, thank you. It's always a pleasure visiting with you. I really had a treat talking to you. Here's more from Jerron Blindboy Paxton, live on Beale Street Caravan. There's always somebody better than you at music. There's always somebody better to you at something. That don't mean you shouldn't do it. Here's the best engineer I could think of, Mr. Casey Jones. He was always on time, except the first time and the last time, because the first time killed him. There wasn't another time besides the first time and the last time, because that was it. Y'all understand me? <laughs> he, had, he had on his train a big, heavy engine, get down the line like this. bell on a train ring, something like this. Heck of a bell. Had two big, more than two, he had a bunch of steel wheels on that train. Get down the line like this. All the way them wheels strike that double line rail. You put that all together, Casey Jones engines getting down the road. Got up one morning about four o'clock 
got up one morning in a shower of rain Around the curb, come passing the train Under the bottom, old Casey Jones Good engine, damn but he dead and gone Oh, he dead and gone Good engine, damn but he dead and gone Looked at his water, his water was low. Looked at his watch, and his watch was slow. Told all them passengers, gotta keep yourself here. We gonna shake like chain, he did, like chain, he did. Oh, we gonna shake like chain, he did. Well, I'm gonna tell you, Mr. Casey done. He looked at his watch, and he looked at the sun. He left Memphis about half past nine. Got New York City for dinner time, for dinner time. To the folding bed, old folding bed. Made him walk to the folding bed. There was a woman named Alice Fry. Said, I'm gonna ride Mr. Case till I die. I ain't good looking, but I take my time. Rambling woman with a rambling mind, got a rambling mind. Broken, he could not sew. I love Mr. Casey because he told me so. He told me so. Love Mr. Casey because he told me so. I'm gonna leave Memphis and spread the news that the women in Memphis don't wear no shoes. Got it written in the back of my shirt. I'm a Nashville Eastman, don't have to work, don't have to work. Morning in the shower, rain, over around the curb, come a passenger train. 
Under the bottom of the old Casey Jones Good engine damn but he dead and gone Oh, dead and gone Good engine damn but he dead and gone On the road again Which Casey Jones on the road again You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan, celebrating our 20th year of broadcast. Little Creole Dixie. Is a funny old boat and a funny old captain too. Oh, he stands up there on a the hurricane roof and he keeps his eye on the crew. Cause I can't stay here cause you work too hard and I'm bound to leave this town. So farewell, I'll take a little ride when the Glendy Burke comes down. Oh, for Louisiana, I'm bound to leave this town. I'll take my duds and I'll throw them on my back when the Glendy Burke comes down. Oh, for Louisiana, I'm bound to leave this town. I'll take my duds and I'll throw them on my back when the Glendy Burke comes down. is a funny old crew and they sang the boatman's song. They burned the pitch and the pine nut too for to shove the boat along. The smoke goes up and the engine roars and the wheel turns round and round. So farewell I'll take a little ride when the Glendy Burke comes down. Oh for Louisiana, I'm bound to leave this town. I'll take my duds and I'll throw them on back when the Glendy Burke comes down. Oh for Louisiana, I'm bound to leave this town. I'll take my duds and I'll tote them on back when the Glendy Burke comes down. <laughs> 
make them all. Can't make you think of one of them. Fowlers from where birds and chickens hood. If you don't get chicken mouth three times a day, you know his appetite sure ain't good. He eats fried chicken every meal, then has a chicken salad for lunch. I ain't never seen him buy a solitary hen, but I seen him eat him by the bunch. When he sees a mocking bird. Loudly exclaim that there's just a talking hen. Although that hen didn't change the name, but somebody's changing. And when he sees a canary bird, it's just a chicken that's learned to sing. And if you contradict him, this argument he'll bring. All birds look like chickens to me. Crows look like black hens, you see. Some birds are raised up for a prize, but a knife and fork will make them all one side. People say quails ain't chickens, you see. They look like Lilliputian hens to me. Eagles and owls and all the fowls just look like chickens to me. You pay for chicken around here is a terrible price. Well, he went down yonder to a bird show where every nation of bird could be seen. And when he spied him a parrot, he says, Well, that hen yonder's just painted green. When he seen a wild duck, Sam Greenheart loud did beak. He said that hen has got more legs than a pair of ragtime feet. When he seen the peacock, he could hardly talk. He said that hen must be the pimp hen, and the pimp hen to learn how to cakewalk. And when he seen the ostrich, that's just a chicken that's overgrown. And as he started homeward, these words he loud did moan. All birds look like chicken to me. 
you see Some birds are eight there for a price Knife and fork will make more on one side People say quails ain't chicken, you see Look like Lilliputian hens to me Eagles and owls all about Just look like chicken to me That was Jerron Blondboy Paxton, live on Bill Street Caravan. Special thanks to Darren Dorton for coming by the studio and visiting and for making today's show possible. For more info on what Darren's up to, visit OzarkFolkCenter.com. You can find out more about Jerron Blondboy Paxton by visiting BlondboyPaxton.com. Be sure and take a look at his tour dates. Chances are he'll be in your area soon, and it's a show you don't want to miss. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Tourism, and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We'd like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You're just not going to find programming like this anywhere else. We want to remind our listeners that you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Do you love Memphis music? Tell us why and use hashtag IListenToMemphis. Or keep up with us on our podcast at iTunes. Visit our website at BillStreetCaravan.com to sign up for our monthly newsletter. You can find out where the caravan's going to be next. And if you can't meet us there, we'll be back right here next week, so we'll see you then. I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You've been listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. (laughs) 